We're here. Faz We're here. Radio is live. Let's get live started. We have our windows set up. So I'm looking at you and you're looking at me. There we go. Do that. Looking at you, looking at me. Are mm. we going to do a duet today? No. Maybe, maybe with, with uh, Forged in Crypto and uh, Betty at the same time. Maybe. Oh, come on. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Not happening. Just nobody, nobody cares. Just sing and be do it loud and proud. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. No, then that then that guy Jesus will will record it and then play it on Twitter. <laughs> Can't have that happen, not it's yet. Fun. Anyway, it's fun. I know. I'm happy to uh, to let you uh, make a fool. I mean, you do it. I have a good time. That's all I care about. All right. So, what do we got tonight, Mister Titan Person? Whoa! What a week in crypto, right? So when it rains, it pours. We have an entire industry being turned upside down and dumped onto the floor of Gary Gensler's office. You mean There's shat a... upon? No, we haven't gotten that far yet. There's a joke about that, uh, but I don't remember the beginning, so I'm not going to tell it. But it is a ridiculous week in regulation. It is a ridiculous week in... Uh, doing everything they can to bury crypto immediately. You think they'll bury it immediately? Oh, they're they're gonna suck all the money out of it. And you know what? I got I got another. Uh, Why did the markets go up today then? Well, so here's the thing. I think I think he's gonna attack Tether. And if Tether fails the entire crypto world comes crashing down because without USDC and Tether, especially Tether has a bigger market cap, it's done. At oh, least the, paused. Let's the, SEC, the SEC says assets may not comply with U.S. laws. What does that even mean? He's spreading FUD. He wants everybody to take their money out. He's saying he's he's precursoring it just like he's done with everything else that he's attacked. He sends up the flare, right? And it goes he goes they're all likely securities and now they he's giving you the warning so you can get your money out before he quote shuts it down. Well does does that mean that you're going to get your money out? I'm not taking anything out. But except what I've already sold. Let's see. Jeremy Hogan says the SEC finally replies to Ripple's supplemental authority. They must be busy with other things. Let's see. It's an attempt to void to argue that the Voyager judge did not say that crypto sp the crypto space faces glaring uncertainty. Okay, that's weird. Howdy, Zora. Welcome. Happy Thursday, man. I think the SEC really is just stalling. For as long as possible until like stuff can happen i can't take credit for this thought but i'll pass it along uh one of the big crypto influencers uh of course biased towards xrp put out a big tweet thread and in that tweet thread they said that is 
that statement that he made is virtually a guarantee that uh, the SEC is going to lose, and they know it. What statement? Uh, the one you just made. Oh, against uh, Ripple. Yeah. So, and he thinks that they're they're bringing this big barrage to distract from the loss that they're about to take with XRP. Okay, so why wouldn't they do it immediately after the loss? Then I would think that if they did it before the loss, then it's gonna everybody's gonna ignore the fact that they said that crypto. They want comply. you thinking about well, there's not many people in XRP, right? They care about XRP by itself. There's a whole lot more people that care about Coinbase because that's where the vast majority of people keep their stuff. But but Ripple's and, case has a lot. Ripple's case has a lot of ramifications for crypto, not just Ripple and XRP. To, to crypto dorks like you and me and the people listening, right? To the average person in crypto who can't even be smart enough to take their coins off of exchanges, Coinbase is far more important. They don't even know what XRP is. That's 90% of the crypto world. So that's far more important. They want, Gensler wants people looking over here while this Ripple stuff goes on over here. I guess that was the guess of this guy who posted. I mean, it was probably like a 20, 20 tweet thread thing. And I read through it. And, you know, this guy, I, like, like, who the hell is I this guy? Who it was. I forget. Some who dude was. on Twitter said, it's, therefore, yeah, Titan. It's, no, it's one of those those people that's always jacking XRP. One of the famous XRP people. Um, so then what's XRP going to go up to then, you think? Well, all right. So once once this case gets taken care of and people start to educate, they'll, they'll take notice, yes, and they'll start to educate themselves. And I think more people will be interested in it. Um, I, I'm not going to make a, a price prediction because I don't know the I don't know the tokenomics. I don't know enough about it to speak that intelligently on it. I think it does go up. I think you start seeing more real-world adoption with it, which will draw more people in as well. Yeah, I think it's going to go up slow, whatever it is, whatever happens. So I've talked about it for years on here, and, and it's uh, the fact that, that you have like VET, right, V-E-T. The highest it got, I think, was $0.06, cents, right? And VET has a lot of use case that they're they're – they're doing now they've been doing and the token can't get over like it stays right around three cents can't get up over that hump so i i think xrp is going to struggle over a dollar i really do i think it's going to struggle mightily well it got up as high as almost three dollars back in 2017 with pumps yes not sustainably it didn't stay there very long well I think XRP, if it continues going as as they have been pushing it and as it's advertised, will eventually become very valuable. Um, <clears throat> and so I think the price will just go up and up and like five years from now, it'll be higher. Ten years from now, it'll be higher because it'll be constantly used. Um, so I think of anything, it could it, it would stand to become a blue chip if it wins the, uh, uh, the war with the SEC. Okay, so so 
let let's not get too deep into this because neither one of us are XRP experts. We'd need uh, crypto view on. Yeah, we're just blowing shit out of our ass. No, we know enough to to speak about it, but not deeply intelligent, right? So I don't know the answer to this, which is why I don't want to go into it too far. But you were just saying, you know, as use case adopts, the price will go up. Well, what what are the emissions like, right? Is there going to be more XRP thrown into the system if there's more use case, which will dilute the price? It's not going to go up that fast unless there's a, well, a fixed ish. Well, think about supply. this. If there's, <clears throat> if there's more use case, that means more people are going to want it and need it. Now, of course, the point of XRP is to be used and then sold immediately. So let's let's just say if I mean if they're if they're if everybody is constantly needing XRP more and more and more, the larger a larger part of the population, then it will go up, even if they sell it right away, because it's constant people are constantly needing it. Um yeah, but that's the point. Is is more minted? Is there is there like a is it like a nope, nope. circle or something where if there's demand, it mints itself more. No, 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 it's, it, no. XRP I, I doesn't work like that. It's all minted. It, yeah. So XRP, I can tell you that XRP is all minted. It just happens to be that uh, Ripple owns a lot. They were given a lot of XRP in the beginning by the people who made XRP. Um, so they have committed to releasing or selling so much per month. I forget how much, maybe a billion XRP or something like that. Uh, at one time, they had the majority of XRP, but now they don't. Um, they have put, as far as what they don't sell, they put that in an escrow. So any XRP that gets sold by them gets sold in somewhat of a predictive, in, in a predictable way. So as far as increasing volume, it's it's already, it's, it's already all out there. It's just how liquid is it? So it's going to continue to emit is what you're saying. It would continue to be get more liquid as as Ripple is selling more and more, which is fine. The more people that need it, the, the more XRP is needed out in the world for people to use. However, Why? let's because that's what liquidity is about. The whole yeah, point of liquidity is make things available. Okay. So, all right, I'm so I'm playing stupid here, but I'm not playing because I I really don't understand it. Then, so you're saying it's meant to be a token that is instantly sold. It's a settlement token, so you don't need a fuck ton of it. If I transfer it to you and then it's sold, why do you need a fuck ton of it? Um, if you want to transfer a fuck ton of money, you'll need a fuck ton of it. Yeah, but it's sold right away and put right back into circulation, no? Yeah, but then again, it then depends why on what's needing more. Depends on what's available and how much is available. That's the price that's, will just go up. It, it's that's based the on point. Supply exactly. That's that's exactly it. The price will go up. So so, so why do you need more constantly? You don't need more. There's all, all the XRP ever made has already been created. But it's not in circulation. Um. If it's That's up to Ripple to decide whether they want to sell it or not. Oh, so a central company decides when to introduce liquidity. No. Um, they own a lot of XRP, and they're selling it as they, as they see fit. They don't have to sell any of it. In fact, all the, XR, all the, RIP, the XRP validators could get together and invalidate all the XRP that they have. So when you're talking about 
centralized. No, the 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 no the 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 XRP validator system could completely just remove all their XRP right there. So wow. no, it's not centralized. It just so happens that they have a lot of money, a, a lot of XRP. Do they have most of it? No. Most of the XRP is out in the field already. They they have the remaining largest amount. So if Ripple came out tomorrow and said we're dumping everything we have on the market tomorrow, would that affect the price of the token? They literally cannot because they have escrowed it all. Uh, however, does does dumping affect the price of tokens? Yes, it would. However, they they have literally made it so that they cannot dump. They so escrow it every month, and so, they pull it out of escrow. Wow. So companies then who liquidate without being on a schedule, how would you view that? With with other coins or with XRP? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with other coins. I don't know. Um, that's like saying if if um, you know what what nations around the world holds the most U.S. dollars. You know, is the, is the dollar centralized to Russia? And Russia holds most dollars. Well, no. We all know that the issuer is is where where dollars are centralized and plus the the issuer can just print up more dollars so that's that's centralized probably in a few different ways but there's no way right now to say that xrp is centralized there's no one company controlling everything um i think we're gonna have to dig into this a little bit more you're gonna have to i think you're trying to appear skeptical but you, you might I'm not have enough information because i don't know enough you're right i mm -hmm. don't have enough information that's why i'm asking questions so as far as XRP goes, it's not centralized. And if you are worried about Ripple holding too much, you can just have all the validators can vote that, that XRP away from them. So the validators can vote anybody's or just Ripple's? Anybody's, really. Yep. So if you go out with your billions of dollars that you've made from Gala and trade it all, for seven billion dollars worth of Ripple, XRP. Or, I'm sorry, XRP. They could go. You know what? We don't like Faz holding all the XRP. We're going to invalidate all his tokens. They the validators could, yes. Now the question is: wow. Are the validators centralized? What does centralized mean? Are uh, did one entity or or a bunch of entities? I don't know. You, well, you could say that it's centralized to the validators, just like you could say Bitcoin is centralized to the miners. But we all know that no, Bitcoin is not centralized. No, no, the miners have nothing to do with centralization for Bitcoin. The nodes do. Okay. Are all the nodes centralized? Uh, that depends. Is Bitcoin centralized? Somewhat. <laughs> so It is. I think you, I think you're you, you're going to have trouble answering this question with with you, a lot of coins out there. Because the nodes are free, I can I can spin up if I have the bandwidth, I could spin up 500 Bitcoin nodes. Now, will that make it centralized? Well, there's enough out there to where it isn't. Is could I if I was a multi-trillionaire, could I go out at spin up enough nodes to take a 51% sure i could no 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 that the 51% attack with bitcoin is not achievable by nodes that happens with miners well it can also happen with nodes though because the nodes well, you're going to you're going to have to show me that one i'm only aware of the miner direction yeah that that the the nodes are what what's it 
keeps the copies of everything flowing correctly. So if I jam up that system, yeah, it'll be slow. Yeah, it'll be expensive. But, I mean, you could. The miners, all they do is just put new Bitcoin into circulation. Remember well, that. We, we might they need some the, more education on this subject to know um, if owning 51% of nodes will have you control the coin. It'll have... I, no, it won't have you. I never said it would have you control it. I say you could create havoc by doing so. Oh, well. Okay, so sure. Just like same with, with this Ethereum thing. They're, they're going to drop the code in here in the next month or two to allow people to unstake, but it's based on a slow withdrawal schedule. So, oh, so is that something that Vitalik is doing or, or the Ethereum people are voting on? That I can't answer for you, but I did read that they are, they are basically metering how much you can unstake so that the whole thing doesn't take a shit. Okay. I see how it is. Hey, General, welcome. I saw you just pop on. Faz wanted me looking at him, so my chat is covered. If I miss you until it's been a while, it's because the chat's right in front of the camera, and I have to wait till it scrolls down to be able to see it. Punjab says, miners prove the transactions, and nodes hold the ledger. Mm -hmm. All right, so what's our actual subject that we are going to talk about today? Uh, we were going to hammer away at the ramifications of Daddy Gensler uh, picking on Coinbase. Yeah. So, yes, Daddy Gensler has, has what they just served a Wells notice to Coinbase, basically, which is just something saying that we're going to sue you soon. But apparently what it really means is uh, now you need to have a response to the Wells notice to kind of show us that we shouldn't sue you. Right. Unfortunately, and this Wells notice doesn't say what's a security, just only that they hold securities. Yes. And that that was the, the big chief complaint was those Wells notices are supposed to tell you exactly what you've done wrong so that you can formulate an answer to justify why it is you're doing the things they're saying are illegal. Well, I, I think it would be like a, a cop, like... <laughs> Putting a putting a uh, a ticket on your car saying you were parked illegally and then not telling you where you were parked. Well, yeah, so it's very similar to that, right? So um, when when you're when you're sued, you're served your your papers, right? And in that paper, it it details the allegations that whomever, whether it's the government or the 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 state or the city or the person who's suing you what they're alleging the suit's about and then you file your answer back to the court based on those papers well that's what they're talking about here is this this document that coinbase got it it just says what you're doing is illegal and we're suing you and they said, well, we can't really answer that because we don't know what part of illegal it is we're doing. And the chief legal officer for Coinbase today came out and said, this is really simple. All you have to do is tell us what the rules are and we'll be happy to follow them. The problem is you're not telling us what the rules are. 
So this is going to be, if you thought the Ripple case was a long one, this is going to be even okay. longer. So this happened to Ripple, and Ripple came up with something called the fair notice defense, which is just saying you need to give us fair notice of what we've done wrong. And they've been going through court for the last two-ish years, and that's about to come to a head. So let's say the SEC loses the Ripple case. Does this Wells notice even mean anything anymore? It could be they're charging Coinbase with completely different things. They're they're not charging Ripple with with selling and facilitating the trade of unregistered securities and being an unregistered exchange. They're suing them for being a unregistered security and promoting an unregistered security. It's, it's a little bit different. I thought they so, said that Ripple sold XRP as well. Uh, I'd have to go back to the documents. It's been a hot minute since I read through that. But the way I understood it is it's a little bit different. And that might be why um, Gensler decided to be so so vague with this one because he was very specific in the Ripple one, and that came back to haunt him. Um, the, the fair notice... He was defense, specific? How was he specific with Ripple? Well, he alleged... They did this. They did this. The token was like this, so that makes it a security, and they laid everything out. And that's where Ripple slapped down the fair notice. And see, Coinbase could do the same thing because Coinbase met with the SEC on several occasions. They also filed paperwork with the SEC when they got their approval to go public and detailed exactly what they were doing and what they would be doing, and it was approved. So the the whole fair Gensler wants to get rid of this fair notice defense. So that's maybe why he tried this tactic, because Coinbase could use this, pull the same thing out and lay it down and go, look, we met with them on these 23 occasions. We submitted our paperwork that specifically said what we were doing. They didn't tell us there was a problem. They can't sue us now. So I think he's purposely being vague for that reason. Well, I think the, the SEC is going to say us approving what, uh, was it a Bitcoin ETF or something? Or I, I don't know, something that... They approved them to go public, to be a public company. Well, does does that mean if they approve you to go public that you're not doing anything illegal? Uh, yes, because they outlined exactly what they would be doing and their defense would be, we told them we would be selling these tokens they didn't have a problem with it. If they had a problem with it, they should have brought it to our attention back when we filed that document. Somehow I think the SEC is going to say something along the lines of, we reserve the right, uh, you can go public, but we reserve the right to have a problem with you at any point. I don't know. I didn't read that, uh, all that. It's probably like a nice, big, thick stack, you know. So I threw my uh, my two cents up on Twitter and in CFA. Uh I think it's quite possible that this is a big grift from both sides. Everybody's going to get what they want in the end. It might be, I mean, it, it seems. So, so basically, wait, wait. So basically you're saying one, that the SEC is going to lose and two, that the SEC really just wants to uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge with people in Coinbase. They, I think they, they, there's a very good possibility of that. Yes. What evidence do you have that would, so, so here's the thing, right? What does Coinbase get out of this lawsuit? 
they get free 24-7 media coverage. Just they like get negative media, media coverage. Media is media. It doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. Second of all, you have Brian Armstrong out there fighting for the little guy, right? Just like they do in Washington, fighting for the little guy. Our people who invest with us, they're our special people, and they deserve the right to be able to have this available to them. And we're going to stand up to the, the big, nasty, bald man, and, and we're going we're gonna to make this right for you. So they rally behind him, and they all go to Coinbase. So here's the thing, right? So behind the scenes, I think Gensler needs a win. He has to get a win. He's probably not going to get one with Ripple. So he's got to get this win. And they'll, they'll settle at the, at the last moment, dragging it on for 18 months, two years. They'll settle at the last moment, and they'll, they'll acquiesce to each other certain things. So they'll say, okay, well, we'll let Coinbase continue to operate, but they have to do it under our thumb. And you have to be KYC'd. You have to only exit to KYC'd wallets. You have to, there's limits we're going to put on how much people can put into crypto like they did up in Canada, right? We're, we're going to monitor you. Oh, and by the way, the on-ramps and off-ramps, you have to go through Coinbase. So uh, the banks that interact with Coinbase, yeah, you're going to be under our control as well. So we're going to have some more oversight over that. So Coinbase wins because they're the only approved uh, platform for people to trade on. So I think Coinbase splits into three units. They split into a securities unit. They split into a commodities unit. And they split into a banking unit. You're going to have Coinbase Bank. They're going to be the first crypto bank. You don't even have to go anywhere, Faz. We're going to have a bank right here for you to settle all your fiat with. And you can trade a certain amount of it on Coinbase. And then they're going to limit whoever else can come in. So Coinbase wins in that. The SEC wins in that. The government wins in that because they get limits. They get control. And if you're uh, deemed a, a bad actor, one button, you're done. Right. I like how you address that manifesto to Faz, like, like. <laughs> so, so I think that's entirely possible. I'm not saying that's that's exactly. I that's what I immediately thought when I started reading through all this this stuff. Is you know what? There's there's a win win here, and the government needs a win. The SEC needs a win, and Brian Armstrong wants to take over and and just rule the roost with this that's why he went public with coinbase so there's a, a three-way win there if they all behind the scenes just coordinate this and ultimately everybody gets what they want except for us right they might come out this whole accredited investor thing except, they could do the same thing except for early people basically well if you've got self-custody already yeah that's why it's important to get that self-custody. They're going to narrow. They're doing they're, – remember, they're, they might not – as you say, they don't have to kill it. They just have to cut the head off uh, at, at the on-ramps and off-ramps. This is their opportunity to do Well, um, I might have said that in a different context. Um, taking Bitcoin as an example, the whole idea behind Bitcoin is that you'll need Bitcoin, not dollars. And so – 
you can, if you have the Bitcoin, that's worth something. The on-ramps and off-ramps is just how you get dollars out of it. But eventually, I mean, you could buy a house for a Bitcoin or, or, or a car for, for a Bitcoin or whatever. You wouldn't even need dollars. That's the whole point there. So as far as on-ramps and on-ramps, it just would mean that United States isn't an on-ramp. Okay, sure. Um, however, it's, it's kind of funny. All these other companies that are doing business with crypto now are starting to make a lot of announcements saying, okay, we're going to work with Brazil. We're going to work with, with, you know, these other countries. And really it's, it's just delaying the inevitable. All these other countries are going to start using Bitcoin and on all these other assets. And eventually the U S will need to fall in line if they want to make money off of it, you know, tax money and so on. Well, Jesse uh, has put out this for a very long time and he's reiterating it. He Jesse reiterated who? it Heinz. Well, tell them, not me. Everybody's favorite former law tank gala lawyer. So, so Jesse Hines is a, is a is a crypto lawyer. He is now, and uh, he's he's working on his own gig, which you can see at Twitter. Um, he's on CFA. Hit him up; he'll send you right where you need to be. But he is he has talked about this a hundred times, and I think I've even talked about it in some of the previous fastcasts. Just because they're not based in the U.S. doesn't mean they're not subject to the U.S. laws. Because if you hold Gala in a wallet that you control and you live in the United States, those tokens are subject to U.S. securities law. Okay, where's where's Bitcoin based? I'm talking about tokens. I'm not talking about Bitcoin. Okay, where's a decentralized token based? There, there isn't a base for Bitcoin. We're not talking about Bitcoin. We're talking well, about tokens. Yeah, where's a decentralized token based? Doesn't matter where it's based. If you have it in your custody in a U.S. jurisdiction, it is subject to U.S. securities law. You can't do anything with it. If they, if they, let's say they ban. All tokens, right? So, and you have them in your wallet, and they discover that you move them, you're in trouble. Really, those, I'm not. I'm not aware of even China doing that. If yeah, you have the tokens, that's the you, way it works. If you have the tokens, you could you could sell them, but getting them is a problem. Nope. Sorry. Yeah, you're, you're, that's another thing you're going to have to show evidence for. Whenever, whenever you go, make these claims, read, I'm not. I'm. You can. Yeah, go, 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 go. Google your points for you. No, you've no. got. You've got to prove your points, not other people. Go, go read Jesse's Twitter. Uh, I think you should provide a link, sir. Um, I'm not going to go go look up and, and try to prove your point to myself. That's not how it works. <laughs> General, you've hit the nail on the head. Bam. They they don't want anything to do with it. Faz, you are, I think, I, I think you are correct. They're going to be forced into it eventually, but they're going to stave it off for as long as humanly possible. So that's, okay, so that's the question. So, fine, why are they pushing it off as long as possible? What, what can they get out of that? What do you mean, what do they get out of that? The U.S. dollar. They need their their dollar. Their their new CBDC. Does it give them time to that. accumulate Bitcoin? So we don't know. Nobody really knows how much they have, right? So 
they they seize some criminal they seized his wallet and they'll they'll make a big announcement that they've seized it that doesn't mean they have it first of all because it could be just in a ledger right and they don't have access to it for whatever reason so that's part one part two is the stuff that they did collect they have to sell because seized assets have to be sold so they've sold like 156,000 bitcoins so far. So that is like ridiculous. They can't hold seized assets. We don't know what they've bought over the years. We don't know the if the NSA or all the the various entities of government don't have their own wallet that's completely anonymous, right? That they've been accumulating bitcoin and we don't know that. So who knows how much they have? Maybe they could accumulate in the meantime. They could accumulate tokens, too, for all we know. Who knows? Okay. But changing, I mean, it, it is our uh, privilege to transact however we want to transact, right? So if I want to I wanna buy a, a slightly used camper from a guy in Oregon... I can I can negotiate with that person and offer a half a bitcoin for that slightly used But but isn't that a trade? Camper. Isn't that an off-ramp in some degree? I mean I'm you you'd be It is. trading a bitcoin for a camper. But the problem is mass adoption. Not everybody wants bitcoin at this point. Of course. Smart not. people do. Bankers don't want bitcoin because it would it would ruin their their control of the system. Right. They can't they can't tack on a fee. Right. They have to they have to become a uh, a lender. Right. Like these these places they've shut down. You have to be able to to take your Bitcoin and post it there as collateral for a loan. Then they can control that Bitcoin a little bit. But they don't know how to do that at this point. It's too new to them. So that plus the fact that they haven't gone through the whole registration process, uh, with the uh, banking regulators to make sure they can custody it. What about FDIC? Is there going to be an FDIC component to how much Bitcoin you have at a bank? Plus, then you have the custody issue, right? So what's this? Okay, that, that, that brings up a good subject when you're talking about banks because, what was that, Silvergate or SVB? Somebody was just bought and their crypto business was not bought. Were you able, able to have these banks custody your crypto at one point? I, I don't know. Or or are they just saying that you can't like get ACH payments from Coinbase? Well, that well, people were posting that they were they were a payment gateway. All right. So meaning uh, you you take from your bank, you send it to that bank, that bank turned around and had a direct uh, connection with whatever exchange it was or decentralized central i thought they were doing custody of of crypto that would be a crypto business i i don't i don't know i did not go deep into any of those enough to know the answer to that question okay sounds legit well nobody knows so so i like with Bitcoin, let's assume for a moment, let's take the tokens out of it because tokens are easier. There's smart contracts there, right? With Bitcoin, the smart contracts they have are rudimentary at best. 
and full of holes at this point. The ordinals are having all kinds of troubles, I guess. And it's essentially just a... What are a, the ordinals? You don't know what ordinals are? Um, I'm asking for everyone out here. I know what, what the word ordinal means, but I don't know what the ordinals are in the way that you're, you're mentioning. In a nutshell, you can put your monkey picture on Bitcoin now. It's a service that's provided by a rudimentary smart contract-ish sort of program that allows you to mint documents, pictures, videos, whatever it is that you want onto the Bitcoin chain to live forever on. Does your picture itself live on the Bitcoin blockchain? I, you know what? I don't know. I haven't dug that deep into ordinals because I'm not into that kind of thing. I'm, I'm going to go into Google and type aspect. Bitcoin ordinals, and I bet we're not going to find anything. Oh, what are ordinals? Ordinals are means of creating Bitcoin NFTs by attaching data such as images, videos, and more to an, an individual Satoshi on the base Bitcoin blockchain. Interesting. Unlike their predecessor, ordinal NFTs do not exist on a separate layer than Bitcoin. Interesting. I wonder what the size of an image is that you can attach to a, and how it's attached. Ordinal inscriptions. <laughs> Sounds like a memo field for, for, um, for an individual like coin. I am not an expert by any means on ordinals. I've just read the face value of what it can do and what, what it can accomplish. So for, I, I'm not a big supporter of putting monkey pictures on Bitcoin. I think it's stupid. Um, what I am a fan of is putting your house title uh, on the blockchain. Now, it would be better served if they had a, a way to do it on either Liquid or Lightning, which is one of the layer twos for, for the best way to put it, of Bitcoin. But those are so new, they're buggy. They don't work so well. It's complicated to set up with channels and everything else. It's not ideal at this point. So Bitcoin, I think, is more of a store of value and a transfer of, uh, of that value to wherever it is you want to get it to. I don't think it's a transactional coin. I think it's more of a... a store a value and a transfer of value buying a house buying a car yeah so apparently these ordinals are metadata attached to a specific transaction um so i'm just going to hypothesize that uh that's what's this main problem of these institutions like the sec fighting against this new crypto technology is that they know they that it got out of hand and the users were the first to use it and not them um that okay so the sec hasn't been around that long users have used a lot of things that the sec wound up eventually wrapping um are, are you trying to say that the sec just wants to serve up products to us um any new product that comes along, the SEC will eventually get interested in. Um, what wasn't there like there, there's certain certain loan pack loan things and stock offerings and stuff like that 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 kind of go on for a while. Then the SEC starts getting interested after a while, and then they regulate them at that point. So I'm I'm not sure if the SEC is ever in a position to get them use them first. Well. 
they did miss the boat. I, I will I will say that. And, and and again, unless they have wallets we don't know about, but we can we can see the, at least those addresses, and we know who has what, and we know, assuming that Satoshi is not a government entity of some sort. The largest wallet out there is reportedly Satoshi's, and the general consensus is is that he is no longer with us. So the 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 thing about Satoshi Nakamoto is it doesn't matter who he is. He could be North Korea, he could be the Russian government, he could be the United States government. The point is Bitcoin will still work without anybody, any one person being able to shut them down. Now, I don't think that any government just decided one day to invent a coin and then use crowdsourcing to get to to get people to start using it. I think Bitcoin was truly a grassroots uh, thing. And Satoshi Nakamoto is just some dude who started this whole grassroots thing. So in which case, I think it's very likely that Bitcoin will not be controlled by a government unless they find a way to get 51% of the uh, uh, miners. However, um, what's that? Um, however, even if they did get 51% of the miners and then can roll back transactions and stuff like that, people don't have to recognize that branch. So... It's, Ooh, they they could just recognize just an earlier branch of Bitcoin or just bad. say, yeah, once they got 51%. Oh, well, what did you hear last? Ooh, now, you're, now your mouth is not matching your... I'm not saying anything at all. Yeah, well, you, when you talk, your mouth is like three What if I talk like it? this? Does that matter? <laughs> now you can't tell when I'm talking. This is, this is a problem. Well, that's what happens when you use Wi-Fi. I'm not. Uh, I'm not broadcasting from my traditional office because my oh. office is on the move. You're caught back up. Okay. So now, all of these, um, all of these things that that are happening. How do you think that impacts crypto as a whole? Do you think that this is a big deal where people should be worried, or do you think that this is just Kind of like the Ripple thing. We just kind of sit around and nothing really happens until when, there's an end. When have people not been worried about crypto? Crypto has always been a speculative play. And that play is that it's eventually become, going to become more popular. I don't really think it changes anything about crypto. If anything, it just keeps up the heat that's always been on crypto. Do you think it drives more people away from the industry or, or does it bring more people in? Well, you're the one who said negative press is good press. Any press is is good. No so the the more is. the more Bitcoin get gets in the news, uh, by by your measure, the better it is. Uh, can you turn your back when you shake that thing? <laughs> um, yes, this is uh, Titan is slowly polluting himself with the, with the vape juice. Um, there you go. What's in that anyway? Yourself with eating vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yes, but uh, what's what's in vape juice? What's the ingredients? Propylene glycol, vegetable glycerin, and 
the whatever flavorings, which are usually uh, what you put in cakes or to flavor things. Do you inhale cakes? Do, do you inhale? I mean, I'd like to know if, if these substances are designed to be inhaled. I mean, you could say it's it's natural like wood fibers and start inhaling like tree bark dust. That wouldn't be good for you. <laughs> no, no. There's, I mean, it's been around for about 20 years and they, they keep trying to find stuff wrong with it, but there's nothing they can really point to yet. But of course, the cigarette industry used to have doctors on TV recommending camel cigarettes too. So you, you never know. You're gambling either way. What I know is uh, I breathed better than 10 years ago when I was smoking. My lungs, uh, all my... Uh, imaging. You're, you're not going to convince me that is completely clear. You're not going to so convince me that that vaping is better for you than, than not vaping. Sorry. It, well, the CDC and the British, what do they call that over there? National Institute of whatever has said it's 90% safer than cigarettes. So you still have risk, but it's safer. I don't know. For the, for those who, who, who might worry like myself, go look up wet lung vaping wet lung and, and uh find out about that more information yeah, about that please do anyway back uh, that's enough of our public service announcement um so yeah i i think crypto is just a speculative play right now and it will continue just being a speculative market until things get to some sort of mass adoption level in one sense, you could say it is being mass adopted right now because a number of companies are integrating with crypto. What uh, Edge, the Edge, Microsoft Edge Explorer is, is making a, a crypto wallet, and um, there's there's people every companies every day still saying that they're going to make crypto related stuff. Isn't there uh, Pokemon cards are now going to be out on the blockchain? There, there was speculation they've hired. All right, the company who does Pokemon has hired a advisor for NFTs. They have not committed to that yet, but they've hired an advisor probably just to explore it and see if it would be worth something they'd want to do. Hmm. Don't know. Um, anyway, I... If something was illegal, you wouldn't even have advisors helping them out. Obviously, the advisors are, are there for helping them figure out how to navigate the pitfalls of a new technology. Yeah, I mean, if they if they wanted to do it, they want the information most likely. But I don't know because I don't know how many of the Pokemon people would buy into NFTs, right? So... Here's here, does it does it really matter? Because see, I would think that any this is this is and, and I'll go back to comic books and the very first baseball cards. You know, when when comic books and baseball cards first came out, uh, those are considered the most rare because they didn't have a big public big amount of, of items publicized. They were new; people didn't know what they were. I mean, why would you get a? a I think baseball cards were given away for free, if I'm not mistaken. But um, but I mean, you were just given cards with pictures of people and. At, at the time, it was just considered cool, and, and a, a, a cartoon book was, you know, kind of neat. But now, because it's, they're so rare, that's why they're worth something. And so 
if the world economy goes to using NFTs and crypto, what crypto and NFTs we have right now is going to be a drop in the bucket. I mean, there's, there's going to be entire like universes of NFTs coming out at a later date. And if you got in before 2030, you're, you're, you're doing really well for yourself. So no matter what NFT you got, it's like, oh, you got a, you, you got a, a pudgy penguin. You, you got a zip bug. Oh, my God. Those were rare. Yeah. Um, we've, we've got, I keep, I got to ask Scarlett again if she'll come on the cast with us one night. She's that Pokemon freak I was telling you about. She loves the game. Maybe that would be a, a good source. She's a traditional gamer who loves Pokemon. What we could probably talk to her about, um, you know, hey, is this something that you would actually do? Would you get into that? Do you think it would ruin it? What impact would it have? On well, the when, when you ask community? a traditional, traditional gamers are, in my opinion, against the whole concept of microtransactions. And crypto is just an extension of microtransactions. It's so they're, they're not really up for crypto because it means that they're going to be charged more regardless. Um, make crypto not associated with, with microtransactions and maybe you might get somewhere, but. Well, I mean, they could, they could really go for the moon on that one. You know, your rare Pokemon will give you the NFT when you capture it. Right. I mean, that could be, that could be huge if you do Pokemon go and you know, one out of every 45,000 is an NFT that you capture. That could be huge. Oh, I think, I think that's obvious. I mean. The, the world, so right now you, you can get something like an NFT from games, but it's, you know, it's, it's not, uh, the whole point of a non-fungible token is that it's a decentralized thing. That's something that's not associated with your company is managing it. So you can give it to somebody or sell it to somebody else. Right now, if you were to get a Pokemon card online or even a magic card online, you're going to have to go through the company to do it and if the company bans you too bad and you can't you can't always sell these things so it's it's really about the company not managing them and that i think is what has value there's value in anything right it the the nft part is i can see arguments literally from the entire circle of where people stand on that it's good it's bad it's indifferent yes they're collectibles are they permanent well the hash is but the art may not be who owns the art who owns the you know it it's complicated and a lot of people just don't want to deal with that and then a lot of them think that that plays directly into the pay to win thing well yeah okay so pay to win is something else that's not tied into that's not nft originated it's pay to win is basically in just about every video game where you're buying stuff to help you play the game um nfts are not making that easier i'd say that it's making it less managed by the company less managed is different than completely managed because if I don't know. You have a company like Gala Games that, that makes NFTs for a game that doesn't exist yet. Um, that game is required to be out there for that NFT to be worth anything. So you, you could say that an NFT is managed by a company, but it's more managed 
it's less managed than than an NFT that you have to be on the website in order to even have. At least, well, at least, that. at least the Gala stuff that I have, it's in my own wallet, and I can trade it to anybody without the company knowing or caring. Well, what you said is true and not true. You said issuing an NFT for a game that doesn't exist doesn't give it value. So you've never sold an NFT for a higher value without a game being there? You've never sold a Miranda's I, NFT for a profit? I'm, I'm losing track of, of what you're saying there. I, I, I believe I was saying the whole point of an NFT is that the value is is not in the fact that, that it's pay to win. The value is in the fact that you can actually trade it without the company being in the middle. Hmm. Now, yeah. the company probably can arrange to be in the middle by saying, if you ever trade it, then we're going to uh, invalidate your trade, which Gala Games, I believe, has done with um, NFTs that were stolen. Well, they can invalidate every one of them because they own the art. Well, it doesn't even they matter can, if they. they it can doesn't. Make them all it blank. doesn't. It doesn't even matter. It's not the art that makes an NFT work. It's the fact that you're programming. But you, let's let's restate your point. They can invalidate the NFT by saying any NFT with this serial number or whatever no longer works. It doesn't even matter what the hell art is on it. So it's it's they have to a game has to support NFTs. So but all I'm saying is that the killer app of an NFT is the fact that it's not associated. It's not um, managed and served up to you by a company. It's you, you could you can buy it and sell it from other people besides the company. You can't do that with with regular gaming tokens. You can do you it with real in life tokens. Well, those are not gaming tokens. I mean, you, yes, you could do it with a real chess set. Yeah. That'd be great. Great. All, trade, all NFTs are trying pawns. to do is all all NFTs are trying to do is make it so that uh, the digital world reflects the real world in some sense. Well, do you think that? Why do you? Let me phrase it this way. Why do you think? Well, it's like a two-part question. This is getting complicated. So why do you think, first of all, that Gensler isn't so much interested in, like, the obvious Ponzi's, like Hex or Shib or any of the others? Why do you think he's going after the bigger fish when there's literally You mean the crypto fish? Yeah, there's billions of dollars to be had to be extorted out of these other obviously Ponzi-ish tokens. Because, well, they're they're trying to they're trying to control or squelch a new industry. They don't want a crypto industry to pop up. Uh, as far as Ponzi's, those are there anyway, and they like that industry that those Ponzi's are in. So it's really not about the Ponzi's and about people getting screwed. It's about them not wanting. See, if they're about them not wanting crypto, and they don't want crypto because once crypto becomes institutionalized, the SEC loses the ability to actually um, control it. If it's not a United States thing, they can't control it. So they don't they don't want distributed, decentralized things to be institutionalized. Uh, it's also worth mentioning that. Um, the SEC might not even understand what a decentralized thing is. If they have somebody to sue, then it's centralized. 
you know, they might as well say that instead of the Howey test. If they could sue anybody, it's centralized. Well, centralized isn't a bad thing, but is it a security? Well, the, because... the definition of a security really goes, really dances around the fact that there's no central, that, that it's centralized in some way. Yeah. That you have somebody in charge of it that, that you could then regulate. That's my non-SEC lawyer opinion, by the way. <laughs> cool. All right, man. We're at about an hour. What do you uh, what do you what do you think for a, a good close should be for? We should give people to think about until tomorrow night's show, because we're going to uh, kind of continue this tomorrow. Maybe you can we're explain the title. The Fed. Why is this video money. a scam? Uh, so this this <laughs> I think it's a scam. The entire SEC is a scam, right? I I think. If they were truly uh, looking to protect the public, they would approach this. And, and even in the regular securities industry, they would approach things far differently. If they were really trying to protect people instead of just destroy things and extort money out of, out of these industries and these companies, they would do it completely different. They're not a consumer protection organization they're they're just ruthless extortionists well maybe maybe the sec is a um um a specific um what do you call it that maybe they're they're more about the the politics and and saying how how things should be or, or keeping things out of the existing system than really about protecting people. Maybe they just want to drive the ship. They don't. They don't want to protect people. That's what I get the sense is they're they're like okay, you can if you want to do things, just realize who's in charge. But why is this video a scam? Why is this video a scam? You said crypto's a scam, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So maybe I worded it poorly. I took I took my advice from Gala on how to communicate. So why? So you still haven't told me why? Why this video is a scam? You, you're gonna leave it hanging? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it hanging. You, you, if you have a better better answer for that, you you go right ahead. I'm, I'm well not is... gonna be the one. Oh really? So we <laughs> named it. This video is a scam. I was trying to give Titan like a lot of rope here to play with. We called this this video is a scam because Titan was shortly before this. Titan was calling crypto a scam. And here we are talking about crypto. So are we scammers? That's no, basically so we're talking about scammers. We must be a scam and this video must be a scam. Most, I don't even want to use most, a, a extraordinarily substantial portion of the tokens that are out there are a complete scam. And it doesn't have to be a rug pull to be a scam. If, if, if they're asking you to purchase things, whether they're NFTs, tokens, or any other item of value, and don't provide something equally in return to that, I think that's a scam. There's opportunities, yes, but you have to know that up front, and they sure. should be very, very clear. This is high risk. We may fail. This may fail. The thing that you are buying, like big, you know, like when. So wait, are you saying that that you want some, uh, you, you want 
you want people to put little labels on their packages like they do on cigarettes saying that this could kill you. So but you no. want it with crypto to say, well, th this this could be dangerous. I I want see, I want if we're going to have regulation, I want there to be a standard for that to happen like there is on the security side. They have to the company that doesn't they have to have fully doxed people. They have to t post their financials. They have to file quarterly uh, earnings estimates. They have to file quarterly changes. If they make a material change that will affect the price of that token in any fashion, they have to disclose it before. If they sell tokens, if company officers or the company itself sells its tokens, they have to announce it okay, three so days before let's, the sale. Let's follow that up. Um, let's follow that up. So, okay, what you're sounds like you're saying is that whoever puts out a token must be must abide by a lot of rules. That pretty much eliminates a lot of the little guys, especially if these rules are onerous, like financials and stuff like that. That means you and me can't no, make not. a token. Sure, we can. We just have to follow the rules. See, that's the thing. I don't want regulation. But if but it's if, if it's going to be decentralized, let's do it right. But if it's decentralized, then what rules would we have to follow for something to be decentralized? You you program the smart contract to do those things. And if if you have your Trailfaz token and you want to take your kitty of it and you want to sell it, you notify the contract that you're going to sell it and it escrows it for 30 days and then automatically sells it. You can do that decentralized without having to worry about it by using the smart contracts. The same should go for, for people like Gala, right? We just tracked 150 million Gala came out of Gala and went to uh, a certain entity. And that certain entity, now, is that is that fair? I, I don't know, right? I don't know the answer to that, but... If they had this smart contract to where it locked it and escrowed it and said it was going out somewhere, that gives people fair notice that, hey, that's an awful lot of token going somewhere, probably as either a payment or as a cash out. So they at least are informed of that. It's not like sneaky, sneaky. If you don't have the address and know how to follow this, too bad for you. So Zoro Gala makes a good point. He says most of the businesses in this life are or were started with scams. Um, yeah, uh, when when you, when you look at any new new technology, new type of business that comes out, they're they're all riding the edge of legality. And and it's only when like things get really formalized that that laws start popping up around it. Let's let's use so Amazon. Example. Yeah, so, all right. So, I was just going to say, let's talk about an example of a company that was a scam at first and is not now. Oh, inter a lot of internet companies because. Like what? Like who? Anything run out of somebody's garage. Okay. So, that includes Microsoft. And so, how were they. Amazon scamming? and Google. Yeah. What? How were they. How did they scam people? Well, if you think about it, the internet's really regulated right now. And so, they're using a medium that was not regulated at the time using a medium that's not regulated alone could be considered a scam because you can't validate how legit it is. Do people really? So when I, well, I, I first, I first started, pay, okay. I first started using <laughs> online email in 1997. I used Yahoo email. 
Before that, I figured it was a scam. Um, why the hell would I pay for for having? I, I, don't, I don't even think you paid for it at the time. But uh, why why would I have my my emails on a website? And then later you you paid for it. And I'm like, why would I even pay for a website to hold my emails when I could just download this client, put it on my computer, and I have all my data? And of course, now everybody pays for websites to hold their data. You're paying for other people to do stuff. So in one sense, yes, it was a scam. There's no way to enforce that. You know, I think I think back then in the 90s, if, if it was a scam, it would fall under wire fraud or something because it's using <laughs> telephone lines. Uh, but the the rules around the Internet have have been built after a lot of these companies really started building out. And that I think that's going to happen with crypto. So technically right now, crypto is a scam because it's not regulated. Well, I brought this up before. Um, a lot of this has to do with the marketing practices of these tokens. And we're seeing celebrities getting their winky spanked for promoting uh, a lot of these. That Jake Paul idiot, he uh, he's in big well, trouble. He, he gets sued three times a month by somebody. So the, the interesting thing about the marketing side is uh, you have – you know, a lot of companies that sell traditional product products like shoes, stoves, cars, and stuff like that. And they have a certain way that they advertise. And the way that they advertise really rides the line as to what the regulations are. And so with crypto, the only difference is there's no line to ride. So they just throw stuff, you know, just throw th stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Well, and I think I think the FTC takes care of that, right? Isn't the Federal Trade Commission in charge of like advertising and marketing? Probably, so event, that's, probably that's ultimately. A different, that's a whole different regulator. We're, we're not talking like securities and SEC here, but if there's bad marketing practices, I think there's there's an organization, I'm pretty sure it's the FTC that, that does that. That's a whole different legal mess that, that these token companies can get themselves into for manipulating uh, their marketing in, in a way that's that's not compliant or legal. Well, that sounds like something for uh, that, that we can continue on another show. We, we need to wrap this one up. Aye. So tomorrow, Faz Radio Friday, we're going to sort of continue this conversation. We're going to kind of flip it. And we're going to talk about kind of what is money, right? The Fed, the banks, how money's created, how we got ourselves into this banking mess. That's a nice title for you right there. What is money? No, well, yeah, that could be one. Do, do we have a producer tomorrow or no? I, maybe, possibly, okay. hopefully. Um, right. <laughs> my 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 preview is is I think that value is money, um, and you 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 put enough value in anything, and you know, your 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 regulating country is going to see your value as money, and charge you appropriately. Anyway, uh, I'll I'll share more on that tomorrow. We'll see it. Oh, I might be a few minutes late. I got to take my daughter to her uh, wrestling dinner, and it ends at eight. My uh, time eight, eight, eight Eastern. So eight Eastern, yeah. So that's so. Why don't we just do? Going to be cutting close. Why don't we eight, do this at like eight thirty Eastern then? Yeah, eight thirty Eastern ish. Yeah, because I it's right here, right up the road from me, but. You know how those things go. It's a two-hour dinner thing for the kids and parents. Yip, yip, yip. I'll get out of there as fast as I can. Yep. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, our two, three people right now. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get more views later. 
the the live shows don't seem to be uh, getting it as much as the as afterward now. So yeah, we we don't talk about gala as much, so they don't they don't get the burning news right away. Next Friday, not tomorrow, but next Friday is the end of the month how's gala doing show and it also happens to be the end of the quarter <laughs> you're not going to want to miss that one i promise you on that one if do, you do we know when one episode of faz radio for the next couple of weeks make sure you watch that one and and last but not least do we know when rostikip is coming on the show uh he had said two or three weeks the last i talked to him so right after the first show in april i would assume we'll check in with him in the meantime and uh, he might be might be good to go then, uh, first week of April. Let's hope. Let's hope all that stuff he was working on came through. All right. And on that note...